Roger scrambles He's left, winds up, runs up. He's got time to the 10 to the yes. back, to the end zone. Touchdown, and a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning, fading shot. Up, gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Yo, 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 what's going on, Packer fans, and welcome to the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Wisconsin sports fans. I am Trevor, a.k.a. Sunshine. You can find me on Twitter, at Bender underscore Trevor. I am with my two good buddies, Tyler, a.k.a. T-Plush. You can find him on Twitter, at Tyler Korth. And I'm also with Scott the Vanilla Gorilla, and he is on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod, and you can also find us on Facebook. So today, the focus of the episode is going to be on the NFL draft as... The draft is on Thursday. Um, The first round starts on the 25th, which is this upcoming Thursday. So we'll talk about a few prospects that we are keeping our eyes on, um, whether that be at 12, 30, 44, um, just prospects that we are personally high on and would like to see in green and gold next season. Um, And then we're also going to do a brief Packers-only mock draft. Um, Just the first three picks um, that the Packers have, so 12, 30, and 44. But before we get to that, let's talk about the Packers schedule that was released this past week. Um, So I'm just going to run through what the schedule is, and then Scott and Tyler, I'll turn to you guys and let me know your thoughts on the schedule for this year. Um, so week one, starting out Thursday night, it's the Packers and the Bears at Soldier Field, which is kind of interesting because typically that slot is for the reigning Super Bowl champions, but it's the 100th season of the NFL, so they're giving us the biggest rival, rival, well, you know what I mean. I I can never say that word, never can say that word, and I knew it was going to be a problem. What was that (laughs) (laughs) Scooby-Doo? I think they're they're foreshadowing that the Packers are winning the Super Bowl. I think that's what it really means. Oh. <laughs> we're the first game of the year. <laughs> Bold prediction. I like it. Um, so after that game, um, <laughs> the Packers go back home um, to a pretty home-heavy part of the 
schedule at the beginning of the year. Um, the Vikings come to town, then the Broncos, then the Eagles, um, and then the Packers go on the road for Week Five against the Cowboys, back home at Lambeau um, against the Raiders, then a tough two-game road trip um, against the Chiefs and the Chargers. After that, and then we go Panthers at home, 49ers um, in San Francisco. Then we go um, Giants at at Giants, so that's a long travel from the West Coast to the East Coast. And then we have two games at home, Redskins, Bears, and finally um, two on the road to end it at Minnesota, and at Detroit. And I skipped some games, didn't I? Nope, maybe not. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I got them all. Um, wait. When was the first Detroit game? What week is that? Uh, week six... six. an ESPN game. Weird. Mm, interesting. Okay, so uh, that's super weird. I was looking at this on Google and it doesn't have that game on there, so I didn't say it. But yes, in between the Cowboys <laughs> and the Raiders game is a Lions game. But for some reason this yeah, isn't Yeah, check on your it. sources before you I get, start I thought there. I thought Google was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um and week 11 is our bye week this week which i absolutely love what do you guys think about the overall schedule uh yeah you kind of touched on it obviously home heavy first um the biggest like red flag schedule wise for me is weeks eight nine and ten which are at the chiefs at the chargers then home against the panthers that's a pretty tough three-week uh, schedule there but then yeah you mentioned bye week is week 11 I I love the later bye week as well um, kind of sets the players up to get some extra rest later in the season and gears them up for that final push heading into week 17 and then my only thoughts are is why do we always end the year playing the Lions this has got to be like the third year in a row or am I on drugs <laughs> Well, yeah, you're right. I think it has been Detroit recently, but they always try, at least the past, like, five years, they've been trying to get those division games to be the last games of the year because typically they mean more. Um, I think it would mean more if it was Chicago or Minnesota this year, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. Looking at this schedule, it seems like seems like we should make the playoffs, right? <laughs> should. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. I, I mean, as far as schedule goes, I don't think it's that that difficult that it would be the reason we don't make it. But I also don't think there's a ton of margin for error. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, especially if we start the year off slow and don't win some of them home games, we could we could be in trouble later on. <laughs> right. Yeah, but the good thing about later on, even though we do have a lot more away games, like after the bye week, we have San Francisco and New York, and then we come home for Washington. Really, realistically, if the team's clicking like we hope they do, at that point, we should be um, winning those three games pretty easily. And then to end the season at Minnesota and at Detroit, to end it out but like you said Tyler I think the toughest stretch is that 8-9-10 Kansas City Los Angeles and then home for the Panthers alright so we can there's a lot of off season left so we can go into what how we think or our predictions for how the season are going to go based on that schedule we can talk about that in the future but let's talk some NFL draft so like I said at the beginning we're gonna each pick one or two prospects to talk about um, and just guys that we have kind of fell in love with and would really like to see in green and gold this upcoming 2019 season so I will hand this over to you guys Tyler. You want to take one, Scotty? Okay. <laughs> All right. You want me to do both of mine or just one? Just one. All right. Well, I'll, I'll branch off of last week's sexy offensive lineman talk. Um, <laughs> so the two guys that I got dialed up here today that I'd like to see in the green and gold, um, I think both could be available at 12, so that's where my focus is going to be here. Um, the first one is offensive lineman Jonah Williams out of Alabama. Um, so quick rundown of him, 6'4", 302 pounds. Um, over his career at Alabama, he started off as a right tackle his freshman year and then sophomore and junior year, transitioned over to the left side. Um, very well-decorated college player. Um, kind of looking at what he did in the combine, 40-yard dash, yeah, 5.12, bench press 23 reps, vertical jump 28. Um, so, I mean, nothing, I guess, totally. It's hard to say with those offensive linemen what's good and what's bad. I don't think anything really jumps off the board at me. Um, but kind of looking at his playing strengths, um, what most people say about him is his biggest strength is that he rarely strays from the fundamentals. So, to me, that just shows that he's going to be a solid dude, um, should be able to contribute and um, – He's pretty versatile. Um, I mentioned that he started off at right tackle after our uh, heated discussion about our right tackle situation last week. I mean, <laughs> he, you know, you might see him if we draft him, you know, he might be there maybe in 2020. Who knows? <laughs> um, I definitely think he has the athleticism to do so. And um, his lateral quickness has been one of his strengths as well. So I think overall, you know, I would not be upset if Packers went O-line for the first pick of the uh, 2019 draft. This would be a solid guy. I think he'd be around for a while and have a pretty good career in Green Bay. So Jonah Williams, that's my first guy I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Um, 
I don't have one guy in particular for my first selection. Uh, well, not first pick, but um, I'm just going to say tight end. Um, there are a few that I I wouldn't be mad if we took either one of them. I just want one of them. So, obviously, um, you got Hawkinson and Noah Font. Um, I mean, even someone like um, Jay Sternberger later on, uh, tight end out of Texas A&M. Um, Irv Smith. Huh? Irv Smith. I love Irv Smith. Yes. Yeah, I knew I was forgetting someone. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, honestly, I wouldn't be mad if we took – one of those four. The only way I'd be mad is if we didn't take one of them. Um, yeah, I'd, I just don't really have a strong preference. I don't think I'd want one at 12. Amen. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't see a tight one of the tight ends being that much of a game, game, game changer. I mean, unless Hawk does turn out to be Gronk 2.0, but that's that's still a risk. I don't know if I'm willing to take. So, um, if you with, want Hawk, you're probably gonna have to take him at twelve. Right. So, I that's why I, I don't I don't see that happening, um, personally. But yeah, that's my that's what I'd like to see in green and gold is a tight end. Okay. Um. So. I love the top three tight ends in this class. So Hawkinson, Noah Fant, and Irv Smith Jr. I absolutely love all of them and would be okay with taking any of them. Obviously, I'm on the outside of at least this group of people. I am okay with Hawkinson at 12, and that's strictly because of what the Packers did in the offseason and free agency that I'm completely okay with Hawkinson at 12 at this point if especially if they feel like he is the next best tight end in the league and Matt LaFleur is going to use his tight ends a lot so it is an important position for this offense specifically but I want to talk about Noah Fant because I am just really excited about what he could do. Um, so he's 6'4", 232. I think he weighed in higher at the Combine, but that's what he played at, um, at Iowa. And he is just an athletic freak. So he runs a his 40 at like 4'5". So I can just imagine what having a seam-busting tight end that can run 4-5, so who's going to cover him? Linebackers can't keep up. Safeties, too small. Cornerbacks, too small. Like, good luck covering this guy. Um, So I just think that would be absolutely incredible. From everything I've seen, he's a pretty good route runner. Um, so he can get up the seam, kind of run verticals in the seam. He can run drag routes underneath, um, you know, whatever you need him to run, he can run the routes and he runs them pretty good. 
Um, and I think overall he gets a knock as being not a good blocker, but that's just because TJ Hawkinson played on the other side of the line from him, and he's basically an offensive tackle that can catch. That's how good of a blocker he is. Um, so I think it's kind of unfair the rap he gets is not a good blocker. I think he can and has shown the willingness to block, and he's been pretty good at it. Not great like Hawkinson, but pretty good. So especially at 30, if Fant is there, I am sprinting that card up to the podium, um, and I would absolutely love that pick. Yeah, you would go sprinting up there. It wouldn't be very fast, but I'd be sprinting up there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we all know my stance on tight ends at 12, but that's that's for another discussion. <laughs> um, so, yeah, second guy I'm going to pick here. Um, could be available at 12. Lots of the mock drafts have him even going up as high as four. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell how the draft will play out, but that guy I'm going to focus on right now is Brian Burns, the uh, edge rusher from Florida State. Um, so last year, 2018, posted some pretty good college stats, ended up with 10 sacks, three forced fumbles, um, which was a big improvement from his sophomore year, which he only recorded four and a half sacks, and then his freshman year, eight and a half. So definitely putting it all together. Um, I think it is worth noting in 17 and 18 forced three fumbles each that season so you know even when he's not um, getting to the quarterback he's finding other ways to impact the game change the field Um, he does have the ability to deflect passes as well so overall on the edge um, I think you know he's a pretty solid dude when you're going to spend you know a 12 the 12th overall pick on somebody you want to find that guy who is going to be a game changer, and I think Brian Burns could definitely be able to do that. Um, looking at his combine results, you mentioned Noah Fant was a four five forty. Well, guess what? So was Brian Burns. Um, <laughs> granted, Brian Burns isn't going to have to run, hopefully, 40 yards in a game unless he recovers a fumble for a touchdown. But <laughs> dude's fast. Um, can jump through the roof, 36-inch vertical. Um, he's just a hell of an athlete, and... Given, you know, where we are at edge rushers, we obviously signed the two big free agents. Um, but, you know, who knows how that's going to play out. One of them gets hurt. Um, you know, I think if Burns is the best game changer at 12, depending on how the draft goes, sign him up. I'd sprint to the podium, too. Maybe a little faster than Trevor. So, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Burns, that's my guy. You know, um... You guys have used the uh, injury card a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, that's the case for any position on our team. I don't think we're that deep at any anywhere. We're, what if Devontae Adams goes down? God oh, forbid. We're you fucked. did not just say that. <laughs> like, we are. We are. You're right. <laughs> right? We And next is Geronimo Allison. Uh, as your number one, so yeah, I don't know. I I don't like that argument. No offense, but that's dumb. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand. Um, I do think there are positions like um, depth or injury-wise that get more consideration. And the fact you just mentioned receiver now, that just kind of scares the hell out of me. I, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to, Tyler. <laughs> we have to talk about it at some point. I know. <laughs> uh, well, I guess... I guess we might have more depth at wide receiver with Kumaro, but um, <laughs> God damn it! Uh, all right, my next guy is uh, Dalton Reisner. Um, so he's another guy who probably like the thirty um, or our second round pick if he drops. Um, so um, if if we're not taking the tight end at twelve. It might be tough for me um, to decide whether I'd like Dalton or um, one of the tight ends, but um, I don't know. He's he's just a beast. Um, he's got a lot of um, natural instincts that helps. Uh, he's really good at both um, rush and pass blocking. Um, he did have shoulder surgery going into his senior year but that didn't seem to stop him seeing as he was named second team um, associated press all-american in 12 starts at right tackle Um, and he was named offensive lineman of the year uh, one of three offensive linemen of the year and first team all-conference so um uh, dude just seems like a grinder, someone who uh, could really inject uh, some strong play into our uh, offensive line. Yeah, I agree. I've been high on him too. I would not be mad at 30 if we get Reisner. Um, all right, so I have one more, and I've kind of been banging the table on this guy ever since there was a possibility that he falls to us. Um, <laughs> so I I personally think it would be crazy if he is there at 12, but if he is, Ed Oliver needs to be the pick. I don't care who else is there. If Ed Oliver is there, he's the pick. Um, this guy... <laughs> is unbelievable and there's no reason that he should be there at 12 um but i just think it would add crazy crazy pass rush to this team but from the interior so playing this guy next to kenny clark with zadarius and preston on the outsides like you can only double team one of them so say you choose Kenny Clark, you're not you're not going to consistently block those other three one on one. I can guarantee you that. Um, Ed Oliver is a crazy good athlete, and he proved that in his pro day. He was running like short shuttle and three cones, so agility drills. He was running that like at Randall Cobb speed as a defensive lineman. Um, six two two ninety. He's a huge guy, an absolute crazy athlete. Um, especially with that short 
burst quickness, which is going to be huge, um, especially if you're lining up like three or five technique and you're running past or set up in between the guard gaps and you have a burst, how are those guards going to be able to block you? Um, and I think the biggest thing that's a knock on him, other than some of his off-field issues, which I don't even think are really off-field issues. He just had, like, a spat with some coaches, but I feel like that happens all the time. And the only other thing that people talk about negatively is his size. Like, he's too small to be an interior defensive lineman, and that's what he played at Houston. But a lot of people are comparing him to... Aaron Donald, who was too small for the position. Um, so if you even get 60, 70% of Aaron Donald, this is a home run, especially in this defense where you already shrewd up the outside. You already have Kenny Clark, who is just an absolute monster. And adding Ed Oliver would just be an absolute home run, in my opinion. So that's... That's like my, my number one. That's who I want to see with the Packers next year. You might have just sold me a little bit on Ed Oliver. Dang. Good. Yeah, I, his, once his pro day got me. I'd love to see that guy in, on yeah. our team. His pro day was ridiculous. <laughs> um, I just I don't see him being there at 12, but there's been a lot of mocks where he's falling to like 14 to the Falcons, 12 to the Packers. So I don't know if there's something more for like red flags that are NFL teams aren't going to pick him, but I can't imagine. He's a top, probably top five talent in this draft, but some of those work ethic and some off-field issues, quote-unquote, are having him drop and please give me a top five talent at 12. I'll take it. Um, alrighty. So do you guys have anything else for your prospects or do we want to get into our mock draft? Uh, we can talk about it in our mock draft. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's so draft it out. we're starting the simulation and I will let you know who, goes who, is a, who is available at 12. Okay, so I did like three mock drafts this morning myself. All of them, Kyler went one. Bosa <laughs> went one here. So ha, They got it right. <laughs> Kyler went six to the Giants, and Dwayne Haskins went 10 to the Broncos. I think that is huge. Um, that two quarterbacks, hopefully even more, go off the board before the Packers pick at 12. Alrighty, so who are you guys looking for at 12? We have available there. (laughs) So off the board is Bosa, Josh Allen, Quinnen Williams, Devin White, Rashad Gary. Jawan Taylor, Montez Sweat, Ed Oliver, and Devin Bush have all been picked already. 
and then the two quarterbacks. So DK, TJ Hawkinson, Brian Burns, Noah Fant, Andre Dillard, Jonah Williams, Cody Ford, Christian Wilkins, Greedy Williams. Yeah. Anyone else you want to hear? No, you, you know my opinion here. I just talked about both of them. I'm voting for Burns or Bones or Jonah, <laughs> depending which route you want to go. Scotty? Uh, I think I'd agree. I think I would agree. I think I'd give the slight edge to Brian Burns. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was a good one, Scott. <laughs> All right. I personally was leaning Hawkinson here, but sounds like I'm outvoted. <laughs> Tyler, so you're leaning Burns then too? Yeah, let's get that let's get that monster on the edge. Alright, so in our Packers only mock draft, that's two out of two times we got Burns at twelve. Alright, yeah, you so switched. Burns has been drafted. We're going through. Alrighty, let's see. No way. No way. Alright. <laughs> so <laughs> who came off the board there? I'm not gonna name anyone. Everyone. Our third quarterback, Drew Locke, was thirteen. <laughs> and then DK went fifteen. Andre Dillard, Jonah Williams went sixteen, seventeen. Garrett Bradbury's off the board. Um, both top corners, Greedy Williams and Byron Murphy, is off the board. Cody Ford, Hollywood Brown, Nikhil Harry um, are all off the board. Sounds like so we got a tight end. Yeah, we have like our pick it. between TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant. Um, oh, boy. Also still on the board, Dalton Reisner, Nasir Adderley. Jerry Tillery, AJ Brown, Hakeem Butler, lots of lots and lots of good prospects yet on the board. Ooh. So I, I think we I think we're in agreement we want to go tight end, right? It's a matter of who. Uh, that's yeah. what I would say. I think this, I personally what, what think I personally think it's TJ Hawkinson. If somehow both of them are there, he's the better overall player. Fant's the better athlete, but TJ Hawkinson, if he's there at 30, is a no-brainer to me. I agree. I'm with you. Hawkinson's better overall. That's I'd pick Hawk over Fant. Yeah, I, same. Uh, I, I don't see him falling that far, though. No, he's not going to be there at 30. Yeah, no there's chance. no way. I mean, We're, so realistically, I'd take Fant, but if Hawkinson's there, I'm not going to pass on him. Exactly. So the real question is, if Fant's there at the forty-four, do we double up? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he went forty-two, <laughs> and then Irv Smith went right after that. All right. So hmm. off the board. Unfortunately, no Nasir Adderley, the safety out of Delaware. Um, also, Scott, I'm sorry, no Dalton Reisner. Shit. So that kind of brings a little bit of more decision-making for us. Um, 
I kind of know where I'm leaning on this one, so I'll just name some of the guys still available. Uh, Eric McCoy, he's an interior offensive lineman for Texas A&M. Dexter Lawrence, um, interior defensive line from Clemson. Uh, got a few cornerbacks, Justin Lane and Rock Yee Sin. Um, Paris Campbell, wide receiver. Greg Little, offensive tackle. Chris Chris Lindstrom, um, he's a guard prospect. Debo Samuel, the wide receiver. Taylor Rapp, Darnell Savage, Juan Thornhill, all safeties. Um, Do you guys have any other people you're kind of thinking about at this point? Nope. Nope. All right, where are we leaning? What are you thinking, Scott? It's tough. I... I really like Dexter Lawrence. Ooh, interesting. Um, personally, I think he's a monster. But we mm. did take, I mean, he's he's interior, uh, and we took Burns. I would also like a uh, safety, so I think I might have to lean towards a safety. Uh, so you said, you said Taylor Rapp is still there. Taylor Rapp. Darnell Savage and Juan Thornhill. Nah, I don't really know the other two. I like Taylor Rapp. All right, yeah, Tyler. I mean, um, yeah, I kind of lean towards safety too. I wouldn't mind getting one of those guards. I mentioned Little was available, uh, and Lindstrom I think was the other one. Um, and Eric ooh. McCoy. Oh, McCoy too. Um. Ooh, it's it's tough. I mean, we did just draft a safety in the second round last year, correct, with Jones? Um, two years ago. Oh, was that two years ago already? Yeah, you're right. Um, but ooh. what if he gets hurt? <laughs> 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 well, he'd have to see the field to get hurt. So. <laughs> uh, um, oh, gosh. I mean, you know what? I'll... I'll make it interesting. Leave this up to Trevor. I'm, I'm gonna switch to switch to the line here. Um, uh, I like McCoy out of Mississippi. The tackle there. That's that's where I'm pushing. Wait, McCoy out of Texas A&M or Greg Little out of Mississippi? Which one are you talking about? Oh, sorry. I uh, um out of Mississippi. Greg Little. Okay. Um. So, this is tough, because I feel like safety is a more urgent need, but I just think there's better players available at offensive line, which is still a need, so that's where I'm leaning, Um, and honestly, the only problem with this is I... Out of the three that are available, Greg Little was my last choice. <laughs> um, of course it was. <laughs> so I really like Chris Lindstrom. I thought he, I thought he would be a first-round pick. Um, I also thought of that of Dexter Lawrence, who Scott was talking about, who is a monster. Um, you know, I've seen mocks of him going in early-ish teens. Um, So that's pretty interesting that he's still on the board. Um, 
Yeah, but I'm leaning Chris Lindstrom. That's like, I think that would be a great pick at 44. I thought it would be a good pick at 30, but at 44, I think it's a very good pick. Yeah, I mean, you might be able to sell it to me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Lindstrom, is he played guard in college, correct? Yep, at Boston College. Boston College, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I think, like, depth-wise, we might need a little bit more of a push in, in the guard department rather than tackles. So, I mean, you could sell me that way um, to go with Lindstrom over Little. What do you think it's got? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be too picky. Um, honestly, I don't know uh, probably as much about these guys as you guys do. Um, I'd just be happy with that position. <laughs> All right. So. I don't know. Who are we picking? Uh, it's kind of sounds like we're we're leaning towards lindstrom at least the vibe i'm getting Alrighty, pick is made all righty so i think that was a good draft i'd be happy with that um Burns, Hawk, Lindstrom, first three. Yep, I would be too. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of the box that I've seen lately have the Packers trading, pretty early in the draft. That that would be interesting. Um, I think it depends what the trade is. I'm okay with like, moving down to say 15 if a quarterback falls and Washington's really willing to give up. You know a third and a six or something or maybe a third or something along those lines where we get extra picks and we're only moving down three slots and at that point I feel like if the board is breaking right like there's a lot of players the Packers really like and they know one or two of them is going to be there at 15 moving down makes sense that way but It'll be interesting to see how much they move if they do it all in terms of trades. But overall, I absolutely love this draft. Um, getting the tight end of the future and Brian Burns, who's a crazy good athlete, and I think he could really help off, off the edge, um, go get the quarterback, and then Chris Lindstrom shoring up that offensive line and just getting us some depth in that regard. I mean, we spent all last week talking about offensive line, so getting one at 44 who might even go in the first round um, I think is huge and a great pick there. So do you guys have anything else? Nah, I'm I'm, good. I'm excited for the draft. Uh in case anyone forgot, we got a couple, couple of bets on the line here this week again, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, so we will go through those probably next, our nor- next normal episode 
um, depending what happens. I think we are planning on doing an almost a live reaction to the first round. So what um, the pick is at 12 and 30 and posting those for Friday morning um, for you guys to listen to. Make sure to share, um, tell your friends and family about the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy podcast. Um, let them know you like it. Let us know um, by sharing and doing all of that. And make sure to get into the conversation. And I think next week we were thinking about doing um, answering questions for the Packers segment of the podcast. Um, so send your questions to at trilogy underscore pod or any one of us um, and we'll answer them on next week next week's podcast so thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you next week peace